See, my thing is this. And I think I'll never get over this either. They really didn't care about Little Saint, man. Like, I always refer to this movie, this, that, you know, You Got Served movie. Because I, I probably hate it at this point. I probably hate the movie. Um, at this point, it's safe to say that um, that I, I don't, hate is a strong word. Maybe I need to get away from hate. But um, I, I just don't like the movie. Uh, and it just taught me a value. With Lil Saint dying in there, it taught me a valuable lesson about people. And Biggie said it best, you know, you're nobody until somebody kills you. Because this little kid is running around, you know, he got himself a mentor who happened to be in the group, who happens to be inside the dancing group. They didn't allow him to be inside the dancing group, you know, this little at-risk kid. And then he ends up, he ends up getting killed, you know, doing some street stuff, so... And when he gets killed, the whole world cares about him now. You know, they got some white cats over here at the very end. You know, people that don't even dance anymore are coming out. And they're saying that they're coming out because they're here for Little Saint. Like, where was y'all at? Where was y'all jokers at when my man was out there? Like, come on. This is the Tired of Talking podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. And I wanted to talk about what is so special about here, being here in America. Now, for us Amer African Americans that have, that was born here, um, we've pretty much seen no real positive sides to being here in America. America has never treated us in a way that was inviting, um, never welcomed, never really welcomed black people. You know, and they continue to show America's real, America's true colors. They continue to show that, you know, so uh, police brutality is probably at an all-time high. <laughs> Highest probably that's that it's ever been. Um and or I wouldn't even say it's at the highest it's ever been because I know through throughout the you know earlier times it probably was even worse. Um it's never really been inviting for 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 black people. Or it hasn't been inviting for minorities, but especially black people. And we've been here. We built the country. Like, we built everything here. Everything here is pretty much, anything here is pretty much owed to us. And then the culture moves from us. Like, any anything that's trendy, anything that becomes popular, becomes popular because of, because of us. Um... And it brought me, it, you know, and then on top of that, you look at like things like something that we always push on everybody here is like home ownership, right? Like why I've rent all of these years, you're making somebody else rich, yada, yada, yada. But um, 
in America, they have it, they have it so messed up that they have, they have us so messed up here that we are just conditioned to just think all of these things. Now, home ownership, I'm not taking nothing against, I'm not saying, I mean, I want to be a homeowner one day. But the thing about it is that we never own anything here because we pay taxes on it forever. Like we pay taxes on it forever. Like here it is, you buy a home, three hundred thousand home, four hundred thousand dollar home, five hundred thousand dollar home. Y'all finally get the mortgage paid off. Finally get the mortgage paid off. You lose, you take a loss in income. Or your husband passes away and his pension dries up or whatever it is that he had. For whatever reason, y'all can't make the payments, the, the tax payments on the house and you lose the house. So you do. You pay this $500,000 mortgage loan off. And can't pay the taxes on the house. And you lose the house. Like this is the type of stuff that happens here. So home ownership in America really is long-term renting. It's really just long-term renting. That's what it is. Um, I'm hearing that, and I'm not too familiar, so don't, so don't shoot me for uh, being ignorant in any way. But I hear that it's not like that in other countries. I hear that other countries allow you to purchase plots of land, and then once you make, once you once you pay that money. It's yours. It belongs to you for the for the duration of your life. And the and you keep it. Once you die, you don't you, you know it gets passed down to whoever is next to kin. Like America is not like that. Even with your car, think about it. Like your car, you pay your car off every year you're going to have registration fees or whatever every other year. I don't know what depending on I guess depending on your um depending on the car itself, um, you pay taxes on the car. They find some way to tax you. They find some way to tax your ass um, on your car. Uh, you never, you don't own anything. You don't own anything here. You don't own anything here. So America is just one gigantic corporation. It's just one gigantic corporation. And I don't know why... I think that we need to start looking at it as that. It's not welcoming to any minority, but, you know, again, especially us black folks. And maybe we should be looking elsewhere and doing what other doing what other um, ethnicities do. You know, they. Uh, all the rest of the ethnicities, it seems like. It seems like they just come here. And they just hold a they just hold a country out like they come here they make as much money as they can and then they go dip to wherever they wherever they really from you know even if they were born here they have kids here um, they leave the business to them and then they take it the, they send the money they send all the money you know let's say like the Koreans like they you know they'll start there in the hood they got the hair salons I mean the hair uh, they got the hair beauty hair supply stores. They have the um, they have the nail salons. Um, you know, um, 
waxing, you know, I guess hair removal spots. Uh, they own all of that stuff, right? Both little bodegas up in the hood. You'll see them up in there. Um, of course, you have your, you know, your, um, your different Chinese food spots or whatever. And they own these spots. Um, and then, you know, they're making their money and they just either sitting on it or sending it back home. And once they get to a certain age, they just kind of dip and they, you know, you'll see their kids up in there. You actually, it's wild. Like back in the city when in Chester, we literally used to see the kids grow up in like, they'll have their kids and the kids will be up in there running around <laughs> in the stores. You'll see them running around or whatever, playing at the store. You get cool with them. Like I'm talking about like in the hood spots, in the hood, in the hood, Chinese corner stores and stuff like that. Um, They'll have pictures of you and, you know, when you were young and then you end up having kids and they'll have pictures of your kids. I'm talking about literally taped up at the register. You'll see people from around the way up in there. Um, And they'll have kids like the people that own the store will have kids and the kids. You'll see the kids running around in there, you know, um, playing on their phones and tablets or whatnot. And. The, you know, then they become teenagers. Like, and this is all happening before your eyes. While you've been living in that city, while you've been living in that part of the city, you, you're seeing them grow up. You know, now you'll see one of them up in there on a the register. The other one might be in the back doing some stuff. You know, now they teenagers. And you look up and then they, the original people that was working there, the mom and the dad and grandfather, grandma, you know, they get older and they the responsibility has lessened. You know what I mean? So they like they kind of like taper off. They taper off. And then now the kids is running this joint. You know what I mean? Right. By the time they get like 13, 14, 15, they know the whole, they know all the ins and outs of everything that needs to that needs to be done to keep the store afloat, to keep the store running. And now it's their business. It's their business. You know, 16, 17, they got cars now. 18, whatever, 16, 17, 18, they got cars now. You know, they got an Acura outside or a Honda outside, you know, chilling. And this is their business. Mom and dad is just there to just make sure that, yo, y'all doing the same thing that we did. And what we're seeing is generational wealth being created, you know, um, generational stability or wealth stability, generational wealth stability being created. Or not even being created, it's actually being it's actually being modernized right right before you. It's actually being structured right in front of you. And we grow, you know, again, we're here. And we don't really get into that. We don't even see those things happening. Oh, excuse me. I don't know why I'm yawning, y'all. Maybe I need to take my ass to bed. <laughs> um, we don't even see these things. We Well, we don't really, we don't pay attention to these things. And then they happen right in front of us. And all the rest of it, like I said, all the rest of the ethnicities, they do that. They do things exactly the way I just explained it. Um, but it sucks because we're here. We're here. When I say we, I mean us African-Americans, us black people. We're here. We're born here. Um, and it's. It's kind of like we the 
Y'all know I love my analogies. It's kind of like we like the WNBA, yo. It's like people acknowledge us, you know, but not enough. We don't get enough support to be a thing. Like they acknowledge us. Like the WNBA is definitely an acknowledged, um, an acknowledged um, corporation, but they don't get they don't get the recognition that they deserve and then they don't they don't um it never nothing ever comes of they just kind of just keep being looked at as the oh it's okay we have we have y'all here type thing okay cool it's cool that y'all here but whatever like we only paying attention to the nba like it's all these jokes about you know why they don't get paid enough over in the WNBA and and all of this stuff. But what, really what it all comes down to is attention. Like nobody's just, nobody cares to pay enough attention to them. NBA included. Um, and I feel like that's what we are here as black people. We, we the WNBA. <laughs> all the talent, everything is here. Everything, everything that we need is here, but nobody really cares while we're here but the wild part is if we started caring if we started caring about the fact that they don't that nobody really cares about us being here all of this shit would be shut down because we spend the most money you know they figure out a way to keep us in tune but just enough so that it's it's also division within us too it's a genius concept. It's a genius concept, you know. We bring out you know, we make something hot and then we make we make something hot and then we make tears within how hot this thing is, right? I new new iPhone come out, we make it hot. We make we the ones talking about it probably the most on social media. We we the ones talking about it the most everywhere else. And then they, again, we create tears within it. So now we looking down on people who don't have the iPhone 12. We looking, you know, why, why you got, why you still have, why do you still have the, the iPhone 11? Why you still got the iPhone 11 XR BVBT, whatever model that they come out with. They come out with the 12 and then they come out with the 12 XVR, you know, a week later. And the people that got the 12 XVR are now looking down at the people who got the 12. <laughs> and it's like, we make things hot and then we create the vision or tears within the hotness. And that's where the division comes. Um, Y'all remember back in the day when like Jordans used to drop? I was just talking to, I was just talking to a few people about this, but back in the day, and it's crazy, the kids will never notice um, because the sneaker game is all it's all messed up at this point. But back in the day, when Jordans used to drop, um, they would drop one colorway. Bam! The one colorway would be. I think the one colorway would only come out for that year. It might be a whole year before we see another colorway of this sneaker. And what I mean by colorway is just the colors, like the color that they choose, um, to drop. More than likely, it'd be like a Chicago Bulls color. It's always like white, red, and black, or black, white, and red, you know, black and red, white and red. It was always like those type, you know, those type of colors. Um, 
and they'll come out with just one. Bam, the new Jordans drop. White and red 14s, they just dropped. And they'll leave it alone. And they'll leave it alone. And then next year, the new color would drop. The all black and red joints would drop or something like that. Like, they would drop. And I can't remember if it was like a whole year that went past or if it was just some months or whatever. I can't remember. I was working at Foot Action at the time. But now, like, they just drop everything all together and, like, the game is just all jacked up or whatever. And to circle back around what I was saying, we make it hot. We don't know our buying power and we create the vision between us and that we just kind of like, we're just kind of smutted here um, because we create so much, we create so much of a, of a wealth storm here. We just kind of smutted. Like they just look for ways to just sell stuff to us, um, keep us talking about it. And then once they're done with it, once they're done with that and they got, they squeeze every little penny out of this, they light a match and they blow the shit up and then they move on to the next, uh, the, ne- the next thing, you know, um, it's a weird, it's why it's not even weird. It's a wild concept. And it's a shame that we don't know our buying power. It's a shame that. We can't sit. We sit back. It's a lot of us that talk like what I'm talking about now. It's a lot of us that talk about this type of stuff, but it's not enough of us actually putting action to the words. It's not enough of us during a pandemic when everybody was having all, you know, when race relations were as highest and everybody was saying we can, we can, you know, we, we, we stop in the shop here. We're not stopping there. Um, you know, that everybody was pretty much talking about that and it was creating dents in the game it was creating dents but it was like personal reasons why we weren't doing it right it was like um i don't know we hear about like some story about taco bell not allowing somebody to wear not allowing somebody to support black lives matter or something like that right and then taco bell ended up firing this guy and this guy goes and starts to go fund me or someone decides to start a GoFundMe on his behalf and, you know, he ends up making more, getting more money from the GoFundMe than he ever made at, at Taco Bell, at the Taco Bell that he worked at. And that was like a reoccurring thing. Like that just kept happening and happening and happening. People would at Starbucks, different, you know, different, different establishments. They support, you know, BLM and, and they get fired and they, you know, they get on social media and they tell their story about how they were fired for supporting the cause and, um, Somebody starts to go fund me for them. <laughs> it's just like, it was just regular. It was just regular, um, like, protocol after a while. I don't really see too many of those stories anymore. Because that was, like, the hot thing during, like, the height of the pandemic, right? So, bam, that's the thing that's going on now. Discrimination in the workplace, which is not a new topic. <laughs> that shit ain't new at all. You know what I mean? Like... It's not a new topic, but because of the pandemic, it is um it became a topic that got pushed to the forefront of everything. The pandemic just kind of like, all right, it just kind of shined the light here. Like this was this was something that was always on stage, but nobody really cared about it. You know, now it, now that it's on stage, they shift the light over there. 
and now you can see you know that you can see the performances of people who have been wronged um by by their workplaces by places you know places that they work for so none of this stuff is new <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun man Nas definitely said that shit um I, I know Nas probably didn't originate that but you know all my stuff all all the things I um all the things that most of the stuff that resonate with me resonate with me through hip-hop hip-hop lyrics <laughs> and Nas said that on know the ideas original so um I don't know I like I don't know what makes America so cool to us. The fact that I think that a lot of us call this our home. Um, I was just, um, oh, you know what? Yo, let me shout out. Um, let me do my shout outs. Um, shout out to Earn Your Leisure. Um, I told you I did an Earn Your Leisure podcast recently, which was dope. Um, I don't know. I, I still don't know when the damn episode is dropping, but shout out to my guys over there. Um, shout out to my people over at Driven Society. I'm going to be recording with them soon. We linked up. We were talking. Um, we were talking. They've been listening to the podcast and stuff like that. And plus, I've been, I've been, been, they my guys over there. Like, I've been rapping in them for a minute. Um, shout out to Sipsation. Y'all go check out Sipsation. They are, um, a trio of women, of, um, young African American women. They have a channel on YouTube. Um, you can just look them up. Sipsation. That is S I P P S A T I O N. Don't kill me, uh, Stacy. If that is, if that's wrong, <laughs> if that's spelled wrong, but um, they are a channel that reviews wine. Um, Stacy's a good friend of mine, and uh, they review wine, and you know y'all can get y'all definitely go get some entertainment out of them. Uh, they do, they, they growing, they doing some dope stuff over there. Y'all need to check them out. Um, shout out to my boy flags. He, uh, just started his podcast recently. He is a childhood friend of mine. Um, I don't, well, he didn't, he's getting the groundwork done. He hasn't really started it. He hadn't even recorded his first episode yet. So he's getting the groundwork done. So the more that he gives me, the more that I'll give y'all, um, and of course, um, shout out to the regular, you know, the the regular listeners, man. It's it's been a it's been a ride, man. That's crazy that y'all be sitting around listening to me <laughs> ramble on about various topics that I know just enough to talk to y'all for thirty minutes about. <laughs> and I think that that's dope. I'm talking to y'all in my closet. You know, it's the quietest place in my apartment, so. Um, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all been just showing me piles and piles of love. I stopped, I stopped looking at the numbers at this point. Um, I'm, it's not even about the numbers. This is very, very therapeutic for me to be sitting here talking to my damn self for 30 minutes. Um, and as we can circle back around to the topic, I don't know what makes America so appealing to us outside of this being the only place that we really know. You know, um, I went to Belize, um, I went to Belize, uh, last year and I'm going to make Belize a place that I go at least once a year. Um, it was the first time I've ever traveled alone. 
I think like I absolutely didn't go with anybody at all. Um, and you, if you want to know if I was nervous about that, I wasn't. I don't know why. I just wasn't. I was ready to try something new, and that was something new for me. Um, shout out to my boy Art, my boy Arthur. Uh, his family's from there. They kind of like linked me. Um, they got me. They had me all set up. It was a spiritual awakening for me. I have never been so relaxed. Um, just every Belize opened my eyes up to so much. Um, it's a lot of us down there, man. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a lot of black people down there. A lot of people. A lot of ex. A lot of expats. Um, people, you know, that used to live here. And they ended up moving there and becoming, you know, getting citizenship or whatever it is that they get, that they do down there um, and staying there. So it's a lot of us down there. People think about um, Belize and they think it's just this foreign land with all these people that probably speak a whole different language. And it is. <laughs> it's both. But it just so happened to be a lot of us there as well. Um, it's a very touristy place, but it's a good touristy place because it's not like they not talking about it. Go where they not talking about on social media. <laughs> You'll have a way better time. Go where they not talking about. They talking about Tulum right now. Go somewhere else. You know, when they get back around to talking about Cancun and, and Cabo and, and, you know, all of these other different spots, go somewhere else. Just go where they not at. Go where they not talking about it at. I mean, if you get off social media, you're going to end up making your mind up about going somewhere else anyway, for real. So, you know, you'll be thinking about going to Hawaii or going to see another part of the United States or whatever. But back to what I was saying, um, it was like a spiritual awakening for me being down there. Um, Art's mother. Oh, man, um, I can go. I can have a whole podcast just talking about Art's mom and his father. And how they lived there and how they lived here. They lived here in America for years, saved up 70% of their income, saved up 70% of their income. Listen to me, 70, <laughs> they lived, they lived off of 30% of their income and they saved 70% of their income and they left. They left America. I think that they did that for 15 years. Yeah, 15 years they did that. Either 15 or 20 years. I can't remember. I'm going to get the real number down and I'll let y'all know on the next podcast. It was, if I want to say, see, I want, now I'm thinking it's more so like 20 years. So it probably is 20 years. But they saved 70% of their income between both of them. And they both worked really good jobs and made really good money. Here in America. Sounds familiar, right? Because that's what happens with the rest of the other ethnicities, right? They usually work really good jobs, make good money, and they send their money back to their home. You know, back to where where they really where they really are from. They did the same thing, use that same formula. Went down there. They bought themselves a compound. Nice ass. I didn't even. Maybe one day I can just talk about 
my I don't even want to talk about it though because of how I feel. I like I like just thinking about my time there relaxes me. You see how fluids is just coming out of me. It's throw up on a Saturday night after you've been drinking too much. Like this is easy to me to talk about this. Um they they just it was just a beautiful experience, man. Art's mother practiced um herbology, you know, she's um she is uh, um a masseuse and she also um she has like a book club too, like a dope book club. I got to meet some of the ladies of the book club when I was there. Um, she teaches yoga too. I mean, you know, people that are in tune like that, they pretty much go through a list of things and they just become good at all of those things. She's one of those people, you know. So, um, and Art's father has a small, um, he has a home renovation company that he does over there. So, you know, he he's doing all of that. Um, and I would venture to say that that's their, that's his bread and butter of what he does, but he doesn't even, you know, he just has his clients and, you know, they kind of refer him. Does really, really good work. He does everything within a home, any type of home transformation stuff that you want. Um, his company can do that. And then on the side, which I shouldn't even say it's on the side because he spends way more time there than he does doing his, um, he spends way more time on this than he does his home renovations. Um, his home renovation company kind of works for itself and he just kind of just, you know, oversees that, but he makes, um, small furniture, like the very, you know, the little small, like collectible, like collectible furniture, uh, piece items. Um, if any of y'all haven't seen the wire, uh, if you haven't seen the wire, get the hell up off this podcast. If you black and you haven't seen The Wire, get off get off of this podcast and go to season one of The Wire if you can. I don't know where it would be available at. It's probably on Prime or one of those damn subscriptions that you have. But get the hell up off of here and go watch The Wire, please. It's the best show of all time. Save your Game of Thrones bullshit and all the rest of the stuff. Save, save all of that. The Wire is the goddamn best show of all time. Period. It's nothing else touching The Wire. Get your ass up off here and go see The Wire. But in one season of The Wire, there is one detective that is making small furniture, like as a hobby. And that is what my man Art's father does um, in his spare time. And he told me, and I was able to share this because I just got I got just got done talking to them on Thursday. I told him I have a podcast and, you know, I wanted to share a little bit of, of the story about what, you know, of my experience there. And I wanted to share a little bit about the information that. Um, that was provided to me and he told me, yo, they, they was totally with it. Like, yeah, go ahead, man. Like they didn't even know what a podcast was. They was just like, what's a podcast? I had to explain that part. <laughs> and then, um, from there they was just like, yeah, go ahead, man. We don't, you know, we trust you. We don't, you know, we have really nothing to hide here, Jay, go ahead. So, um, he told me that they make 10,000, he makes $10,000 a month off of the little furniture, the little furniture stuff that he'd be doing. He make little chairs and little, just little stuff, little stuff that people really, he has a website and all of that. And, you know, people come and, and then they, they set up a stand at this, like, it's almost like a flea market type spot. Um, they set up a stand there. I think it's like, like the first Friday of the new, the first Friday of the month or something like that. And it, he sells his stuff there and he sells his stuff online. It's dope. It's dope. And, um, 
Yeah, he told me you make ten thousand dollars a month just off of that. He said between five and ten thousand dollars a month just doing that. And even if he was just making five thousand dollars a month just doing that, um, that's still a crazy amount of money for a hobby, yo. For a hobby, just be just this is just side money. You make a five thousand dollars a month, you know. So, and I was talking to him. It's always like a lengthy conversation when I speak to uh, Art's mother and his father, um, and I just love them, man. Like I love them. They they embraced me like a son when I got over there. You know, I got over there, went straight to their pool house. Their pool house is super dope. It's they got a pool house and it's just like a small replica of their house. And their house isn't really like huge, huge, but it's it's a nice it's a nice size house for for it to just be them. For it to just be them. And they Airbnb the pool house out. So the pool house actually the pool house has double like double French to, French doors that open out to the pool. And the back of the house has sliding doors that open out to the beach let's talk about it (laughs) let's talk about it they got the double french doors in the front that open out to the pool and those doors just stayed open yeah they told me straight up like since their house is since their house is like fenced in or um they have cement walls around it um i just left those all open all night when i stayed i left those open all night i legit I did legit and, and like the way that they have like the, the furniture and everything set up. They got like the TV and oh, I, I'm doing I'm not doing it justice. I'm not doing it justice talking about this. Like they have this the, the sectional setup, nice size TV right there, which I barely turned on. I I barely I'm, I think I made a no lie. I may have watched a, a good hour of television for the week that I was over there. Um, Damn man, that, you know they got those doors that open up. The TV is right there, and it's you're looking at the pool. You're basically looking at the pool. The pool is right there. Um, and then if I go around to the back of the pool house, the back of the pool house actually the doors slide open. It might be like four doors, and the four doors slide open. Um, basically converting the whole entire house in those doors actually open up onto the beach so if i wanted to go down to the beach i would just open up those doors walk down it may be like 15 steps and the steps take me right to the beach and the steps is like a flat walk it's not like a it's not like an um an incline oh sorry y'all um i thought i put my phone on vibrate um it's like a flat walk down to uh it's a flat walk down to the beach, man, and it's just the water is just beautiful. The people are beautiful. Um again, I like I said, I could probably go into a whole another thirty minutes just talking about my time, an hour just talking about my time over there and just I've never been that relaxed ever. I've never been that relaxed. And just thinking about it just brings serenity to my my thought process. Actually, whenever I'm having stress, I think about my time over there. So whenever I'm like highly stressed, I go straight there. Shout out to my people over there. Um, Belize, they like a, they like a second family at this point, man. I be talking to Art, Mom, and his dad. Um, I talk to them probably like uh, once or twice a month. 
Um, they definitely stay up on me all the time, emailing me stuff, texting me stuff. It's dope. Oh, man, this is a good time to co- probably cut this off. It's wild how like we work ourselves up to go on a vacation somewhere else. Um, and the vacation is supposed to be a thing of relaxation. It's supposed to be a a, a place of um, complete serenity and just complete peace, being at peace with yourself. But we be so enamored with just like getting pictures. I, you know, y'all know that I didn't even whip. I didn't get not one picture when I was over in Belize. I didn't pull. I only. I literally only check my phone every day, once a day. To make sure I didn't get any um, phone calls and to make sure I didn't, there was no emergencies, no text messages and stuff like that. And luckily, uh, you know, by God's, by God's, um, and um, luckily, you know, by God's grace, there was nothing that happened to any family or anything like that. I didn't have to come home, you know, it didn't stop my trip for anything. So um, I was blessed in that regard, but I didn't check my phone. Like I, I was so like, the minute that I had brought my bags in their home and, you know, sat down on the couch, the, the, the sectional, you know, on the bed and everything like that, I just was like something just it, it was like a blanket over top of you in a cold house. That's what it felt like, like a blanket, like a one of those heavy blankets over top of you in a cold house. That's what it felt like. We're going to talk about Belize one day in depth. Um, with everything that went down over there when I was over there. We'll talk about it. We will. But I feel like this is a good place to cut this off. Um, I gave y'all 37 minutes, man, and I was tired, though. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm like a little restless today. But anyway, this is a Tired of Talking podcast. We're going into a new week. It is Thanksgiving week. Can y'all believe it? We a little over a month away from 2021. Um, it's Thanksgiving week. If y'all have any plans to be with the family and all of that, man, yo, mask up, mask the fuck up, bro. Because um, the virus is even it, the virus is like it's it's wild right now. It's wild. Um, mask up, please. Don't even go out if you don't have to. Um, I know it's gonna be kind of hard to stay away from that Thanksgiving that Thanksgiving food. But um, yes, mask up, please. Wash it, wash your hands, wash your ass, and wash your hands, please. Both of them. Um, y'all should have been doing that, little dusties. Uh, but but do it, please, do it, please. Um, and that's it, that's it. I'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. <laughs>